You're listening to the Women Work and Wine podcast, a place where we can talk about real life issues for working women striving to become wealthy, balanced and authentic versions of themselves. Featuring special guests and hosted by money mindset, life and business coach, Gemma Clare. Sit back, grab your glass of wine and enjoy the real talk. Hello and welcome to the Women Work and Wine podcast. I am your host, Gemma Clare, and I am here to share some amazing conversations with you from interviews with inspirational people that you can relate to, to bites of useful information about being a healthy, wealthy, balanced and authentic individual. So on top of interviewing some all-round awesome humans, I will be delivering some solo episodes dealing with issues that we face in our day-to-day personal and professional lives. Today's episode is a solo episode. So a little bit about me, I am currently an entrepreneur with a coaching and consultancy business. I left the corporate world after 20 years of climbing the ladder in a male-dominated industry, which was financial services. There have been very few times where I haven't had a second job or a side hustle, and I always knew I wanted to leave corporate to pursue my passion and my purpose, which is coaching people to reach new levels in their lives, as well as being an all-round creative inspiration and an author. With my background being in financial advisory, I do work with a lot of coaching clients, especially women, on their beliefs around money. I wanted to share with you today a story about my relationship with money during my late teens and early 20s. This is episode two of Fool's Priorities, how our beliefs can leave us blinkered. So I've never been shy of working hard. At 19 years old, after returning from traveling, well, it was actually a working holiday, I had five jobs all at once. I worked in a financial advisor's as a personal assistant from 9am until 5pm. At 5pm, I then became the office cleaner for two hours. Two or three evenings per week, I undertook cosmetics parties. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the kind of multi-level marketing direct sales initiatives, this was one of those. It was called Virgin V Cosmetics. And I basically went into people's homes, demonstrated skincare and makeup tutorials to showcase products, which I then sold to make commission. On some Saturdays, I then went on to do wedding makeup for bridal parties. And on Sundays, I was a shop assistant in the UK high street store, Laura Ashley. I was flat out working. Now, this was also at a time where debt was very, very easy to get hold of. It was pre-2008 global financial crisis and the banks were literally throwing money at people. I had just obtained my first mortgage, which was 100% lending with a deal that allowed me to add all the fees, including stamp duty land tax to the mortgage. For those of you who are not familiar, that's quite a large tax based on a percentage of the property. This was great as far as I was concerned, as I was just back from travelling. I didn't have a penny to my name and had it in my head that I must own and not rent my house. 
My goal at that point was to pay the bills, most importantly, my new mortgage. I also had a very ingrained sense of needing more money and a feeling that there was never enough. I'd love to tell you that I saved loads of money and had a fabulous life, but that certainly was not true. My main job was fairly low paid as I was at the starting point in my career, but at least it was a career. The cleaning job after hours was paid at minimum wage. The makeup parties were pretty fun, but despite making decent sales, multi-level marketing, as some of you may know, especially through direct selling means, um, includes very small margins when you were at the bottom. So in my naivety and inability to fully account for all the costs, I was running at a loss some evenings when I took into account the petrol, as well as the props and the business tools that we were encouraged to invest in um, as part of the business. As for the Sunday job, I was expected to wear in-season clothes. It was a pricey high street store and despite having a clothing allowance because I only worked eight hours a week, I didn't get an allowance big enough to even purchase a pair of trousers, meaning I was technically working one weekend a quarter purely to purchase the clothes I had to wear for the job. The phrase working smarter, not harder did not apply to my 19 year old self by any means. I was literally working to keep up with the bills. I was chasing the money and not my purpose. I had and still have a great work ethic, which undoubtedly gives you opportunities to a degree and naturally it earns you money. However, if you keep chasing money for money's sake, Eventually, you will be emotionally bankrupt. There was more than one occasion in my 19 years when I had wondered what life was all about. I didn't know it back then, but I had a deeply ingrained poverty mindset and the belief that the only way someone like me could be wealthy was to work really, really hard. In fact, I wouldn't even say I focused on wealth. I simply focused on money. I was busy being busy. My priority was simply earning the cash. Then I had a big reality check. So on the evenings of the makeup parties, bearing in mind I'd already done a full day's work in the financial advisor's office, then two hours cleaning, I would drive to a house, usually in the middle of nowhere, usually getting lost several times on the way because this was pre-Google Maps or even smartphones. I would then entertain um, a group of intoxicated ladies with tips and tricks on looking youthful, creating the perfect batwing eyeliner before actually attempting to sell as much product as possible. After helping said intoxicated women fill in their order forms and hand over their payment, not only did I need to drive back home, but I then had to place an online order. I would be exhausted, my eyes blurry and barely able to read the orders. All I would be thinking about was crawling into bed next to my boyfriend, who had been peacefully sleeping for the last few hours. Oh yes, I had a boyfriend. All my focus was on earning the dollars, but I was in a long-term relationship. At that particular time, he worked shifts and he didn't drive. So despite getting into bed around 1.30am myself, most party nights, I did used to get up the next morning at 5am and drive my boyfriend to work. 
By the way, this is not a pity party for me. This is just to give you an example of the kind of life I was leading at that time. On one particular evening, as I was closing the internet browser after I had completed a party order, I noticed MSN Messenger chat box was open. For those of you who are listening who cannot remember a time when you didn't have a mobile phone with a plethora of social media that we now have at our fingertips, MSN Messenger was a way to instant message someone many moons ago. So forget reading your boyfriend's text messages, MSN Messenger if left open, was a Pandora's box for someone like my 19-year-old self. There on the screen in front of me was pages and pages of conversation between my boyfriend and the girl who lived across the road. My boyfriend's shift work meant he was at home by 2pm in the afternoon. My endless work schedule meant he was left to entertain himself for many hours. Now clearly he'd found an innovative way of doing that. Now, you may be thinking, he's only having a conversation, and to be honest, much of it was pretty mundane. It certainly doesn't give me material to write a Fifty Shades of Grey novel, let's put it that way. There were lots of how's your day been, and what have you had for dinner, style messages, but then it would progress to, I've missed you, before a not-so-subtle invite from the girl, and around Three times a week, the conversation would end with him saying, Okay, I'm coming over now. Reading this, I was devastated. Devastated by the news that whilst I was working like a donkey to pay for a home that I thought we both wanted, my boyfriend was cheating. I felt like a complete fool. I'd love to tell you that I told him to pack his things and leave, but that would be another few years and a few more episodes of infidelity before I finally did tell him to pack his things and leave. But that is not the point of this story. There's lots we can learn from this episode of my life. But the point I am making is that at some point, as you're slogging away in the name of money, you will ask yourself, is this actually worth it? It might not be infidelity. It might be an unappreciative boss. It might be an oppressive boss. It might be a feeling that your integrity is being compromised through the work you're being asked to do. It could be that you are finally coming to the realisation that despite how powerful money is and all the things it can buy you, it can't change the way that you feel about yourself. So, you may be thinking, is she telling me to chase my passion when it comes to my career or something else? Well... At the start of today's episode, I did say this was about my beliefs around money, and it is. I do encourage you to chase your purpose in life, after you've worked out what that is. But the message I want to give you today is simply that your beliefs around money can keep you trapped in your job and other situations. Your focus can be on the money alone because you believe it's difficult to obtain, hard to hold on to, and that you need to work hard and crazy hours to get it. Money brings choice and allows us to pay for the lifestyle that we want. And I do now believe that if you make purpose your priority, the money will follow. However, it was my limiting beliefs around money that kept me trapped. My belief that I wasn't worthy or capable of ever having enough. It was a few years later when I actually discovered it was my flawed belief systems holding me back. I made a few more mistakes and some of them were pretty epic and I will tell you about those in future episodes. 
But what I want to tell you today is that you need to explore in yourself and understand whether your beliefs around money are holding you back. What you need to recognise are the words that you say to yourself and the things that you do. Do you tell yourself that you hate money or there's never enough or that you need to work ridiculously hard just to make ends meet? Most of these belief systems have come from an event or a series of events in the past and the good news is they can be changed. Recognising these money blocks is the first step towards figuring out how to change them. Over the next few weeks I'm going to be focusing heavily on this area so stay tuned to both the podcast and Instagram whilst I help you work out what your money blocks are and also how to combat them. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Women, Work and Wine. Please subscribe, rate us and connect with me on Instagram at Gemma Claire Coaching to carry on the conversation. And please do apply if you'd like to feature on the podcast. You've been listening to the Women, Work and Wine podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe, share and connect personally with Gemma Claire and her guests on Instagram or at GemmaClaireConsultancy.com and let us know what topics you want to hear us talk about.